Welcome to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast, showcasing the amazing individuals we have in our region. Hello, welcome to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Today it's the 16th of May. I say that because I don't actually know when this episode's actually going to go out. It's the 16th of May 2022. And today I've got Huddersfield-based guest with me, and it's Bernadette Gledhill. So welcome, Bernadette. Yes, hello, Michelle. Great to see you. And you. So I'm going to reel off this long list of of things that that you do, and I've had to write it down because it's that much. I, I can't just say Bernadette Gladhill model business, but anyway, yes. you're a curator of fashion events. You do fashion show production. You do style and confidence training. You do model coaching. You're a style contributor to magazines and and TV, I believe. You're also a classic model for um, a model agency called J'adore. Have I missed anything? Uh, no, I think that sort of sums it all up. I mean, there are lots of other little things. I think it, in our industry, there are just so many little branches to every little part of the area that I work in. But no, well done. You've, I think you've covered that really well. Well, I did have to write it down because I just thought I'm not going to remember all this. But it did. <laughs> I, when I was doing my research for this episode, yeah. I was trying to think about um, how I kind of knew who you were and and you're one of these people that when I actually met you in person, I felt like I already knew you. And when I kind of racked my brains, I was thinking, I listened to you. You were on um, Rachel Peru's um, Out of the Bubble podcast, and that was my kind of first introduction to you. So I, I listened to Rachel's podcast, and, and I love it, by the way. Yeah, you were a guest on it, and I really enjoyed that episode. And then, you know, when you kind of discover somebody, they kind of pop up here, there, and everywhere. And then you were on um, Deborah Ogden's um, podcast, which is also a, a big favourite of mine. It's on my listening list. And so, and she took kind of slightly different approach. And I thought, gosh, you know, I feel like I'm really getting to know Bernadette here. And then we finally met at a Yorkshire Businesswoman event. <laughs> Well, that was so lovely because I felt so I'd been following you and I almost felt as I knew you as well. So it was great to actually meet you in person. Yeah, yeah. No, and, it, and I love it when that happens because it's sort of like you don't have to go through all the niceties because you you've got a connection yeah. and you can just get on and talk about the important stuff. But I've got loads of questions. And before you came on, I told you that I've got post-it notes all over my desk of, of things that I've found about you and, and questions that I want to ask. Yes. This podcast is all about understanding careers and entrepreneurship and and how you started and and where you are now and I know that you've had 40 years in your industry but I'm keen to understand if we can go right back yes how do how did you actually get into the fashion industry yes okay well it, it wasn't anything I've got to be honest Michelle it wasn't anything that was actually planned you know I didn't sort of set about when I was at school thinking oh that's exactly what I'm going to do I think probably like all teenagers at that age, I was in that, you know, would I like to do this? Would I like to do that? So uh, back to the very basics. Um, my mother actually sent me on a child school course when I was in my teens. And that was really because I was very tall. I was probably the tallest girl in the assembly line at school. And I was quite embarrassed about being tall at that age because most of my friends were really small. So I used to sort of 
drop my shoulders a little bit and try to come down to their level because I didn't like to be five foot eight, nine, whatever I was at that time. And uh, my mother, I think, was getting really worried because she thought I was getting round shoulders and she was always telling me to stand up straight. So she sent me off to the to a charm school and I had absolutely no Can idea. Can I just stop you? Did charm yeah. school did charm school still exist or was that a thing? No, I think right. yes. I think it was very much um it was well, I mean it was Louise Morton actually who you know, is very well known and very well remembered still in Yorkshire. And and that's how we met. And so I went, and I think it was probably just something that people did in, in those days. And I, I actually loved it. I was very young, and all the other ladies on this course with me at the time were older and married in the 30s. So I was there as a sort of teenage girl feeling very awkward and had to walk and I, I mean I must have looked absolutely horrendous really and I was so shy but the whole experience of the whole course of training to walk well and doing things like skincare and beauty and you know a little bit of how to dress even though it was very very different and and going back everything was you know quite dated and old-fashioned when I look back and I have a little bit of a giggle about it really now but it was a little bit of a turning point for me because I'd never ever realized that that was an area in my life that I actually would love to go into as a career and I remember at school trying to talk to careers advisors and I went to a Catholic girls grammar school you didn't they didn't expect you to go into something like beauty or fashion you know it was very much sort of stick to the normal rules and this is what you do so I had a few challenges really because I'd set my mind that that's what I wanted to do so that's what I did so when I left school in the sixth form I actually went to study beauty for a year so that was great because that covered all my ideas about you know makeup and skincare and all of that and I felt as though I had I would have something to fall back on if I needed it and then from then on, I started doing a little bit of modelling. And then eventually, when I was 19, 20, I actually got an agency in London. So that was a massive turning point. But yes, I think it was quite, um, it certainly wasn't planned, Michelle, whether it was luck or I don't know. It just all happened. Yeah, well, I, I'm a great believer in things happening for a reason. Yes. You know, you, your mum encouraging you to go to charm school was obviously the start of something that sparked something inside you, of you that that might yes. be a career for you. But to have such a long career is amazing. Yeah. In the same industry, because lots of people move around industries, but it, it kind of sounds like it was the gift that kept on giving for you. <laughs> well, it was. And, and of course, uh, I mean, I, I was always, and, and to be honest, the advice I always give to new people that I talk to or people that have been on training courses that maybe show an interest in modelling, the one thing I always, and, and I did a feature action Yorkshire Businesswoman uh, last month about this as well, the one thing I always do stress is always have plan B because it is a very, you know, it's one of those industries where you can be the flavour of the month and then you may not hear anything for, for months or, you know, or longer. So I think you always have to have something else that you can fall back on. So I'm always really, you know, really sort of strong about my thoughts on that. Although uh, the way it worked for me, there were always different opportunities that came along so that I could actually move off into different areas. And, and that was that was luck as well, really, because it wasn't just relying upon, say, modelling or, you know, certain things. I was able to bring a lot of different areas into a business. 
Yeah, well, you've just kind of sparked something else in me. I mean, you've seen, obviously, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry. And yeah. um, one of the quotes that sticks out for me, and it's one that I never forget, it's the, the Kate Moss quote that says, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And and that was that whole time when all the all the supermodels were like really skinny. Yes. I think, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it, it's now is the time for diverse models or somebody that's got a difference because that whole skinny look just doesn't actually seem to be popular at all now. No. Well, um, you mentioned at the beginning, obviously, I, I do some classic modelling and that with an agency in Manchester called Jador. And it's it's quite strange because that's a, a, another little side of what I do. But it's rather nice observing what they do now because I'm sort of, you know, the, one of the classic division, but they have models of all ages, all sizes. They have, it's so, you know, the diversity now is fantastic. And, and I just think the way the industry's moved on um, fairly quickly, I think, really, because really right up until probably about 20 years ago, when we were putting shows together, designers would say, well, I only want girls who are 5 foot 10, size 8 or whatever. But now, I mean, it's just lovely. It's so accessible, isn't it? There's something mm. for everybody and every body on the books that you do, they've got sort of something you know, for everyone. So, and age is no limit, size is no limit. Height is no limit as well, which which is great. So it's certainly definitely and and moving quickly into all sorts of different directions, which I think is fantastic. It, it's like the fashion brands have kind of woke up and said, actually, we need to be showing models that are that that our customers can connect with, so they see yeah. somebody like themselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, You've you've been in modelling and, and that industry for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what what kind of keeps you interested in it? Is it the fast moving pace of it all, or the fact that you can do different facets within each little segment that you've got? Yes, I think I think that definitely. I think I love the I love being able to do um, all different areas. So yeah, that's great. And I feel that rather than just doing one thing all the time, which would just be probably not enough for me. I like to really be able to open myself into all different areas. So, for example, all the things that I've done when I'm modelling, um, you can pass on the hints and the tips to everybody, so whatever ages and things, you know, so, so that's fun. The training I've always loved because I think it's great too. Particularly when I say training, I don't just mean training to become a model. I mean just training in the, on the self-confidence side because I because I went through that when I was quite young. And I think it's I think it's very, very difficult now for young people. I think the impact of social media, I think the way young people have real problems with self-confidence and things. I think it's so lovely to be able to have a group of people that you're training and really see them working together, developing, building their confidence and realising that, you know, it's not just about social media, it's about you as a person and how you feel. Um, so I, I get a tremendous amount of, um, well, if you feel quite proud of, of some mm. of the people that you train. And the other thing as well that's always been um, a real plus, because people who've done our training courses over the years, in the beginning, they just come from a self-confidence point of view. If, for example, then over a period of time that some of those people actually, you know, boys or girls, 
make it as a model, then it's so rewarding because they weren't expecting it. So it's a very, very difficult industry because you can never promise. You can never say to somebody, oh, you're definitely going to be, you're definitely going to make it as a model because they may not. Mm. So to actually get the, you know, to be so rewarded that people do. And one of the great things is that quite a lot of people who've done our courses, again, both male and female, that a lot of them have gone on to do some really super London Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week. So to see them coming on a training course in Huddersfield and then to be able to step out onto a catwalk in New York or Paris or Milan is, wow, you know, we've done that. And and I've got a fantastic team and it, it just makes you feel really proud of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess that side, the coaching side in particular, must be really rewarding. Yeah, it is. And, and actually, when you've seen that they've made it even, you know, that's <laughs> the icing on the cake. It is, yeah. And I do, do, you know, it's quite strange, actually, Michelle, because I'm probably the same in your industry, but, you know, when you've been involved with people and, and because we're very small, you know, we're only a small business, but because of that, you actually get to know every individual, you get to know the families, and you almost become friends. So people keep in touch with me, and I still... Even on Instagram now, I might put posts out or something, but I still get messages from people that I was with that 20 odd years ago that still send me little messages saying, oh, hi, B, I still remember doing that, you know. So it's really lovely that those things are stuck with people. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. So um, that kind of leads me on to, you you mentioned earlier about giving tips around um, gaining confidence. Yeah. If, If you were to give like maybe one or two tips to somebody who was struggling with confidence, where would you start? Well, when when girls, I say girls because the, the course is a, the majority of girls, really, probably about um, 80% girls, 20% boys. So I, I say girls just, just because of that. But when, when we do lesson one, which is always very, a little bit nerve-wracking for everybody, one of the first things that a lot of people, and, and actually this can be all ages as well, when we start doing a little bit of deportment, and the, the first thing is, is eye contact. People tend to maybe get up to, to walk, and the first thing everybody does is look down to the floor. They don't look you in the eye. And I think that is a real thing with confidence, that when you're, particularly with young people, as you get older, you get used to it, and, and you know your confidence develops with whatever area of uh, work you're doing but with young people I think they find that incredibly difficult to sort of really look somebody straight in the eye so yeah. that's one of the first things um, with the deportment side I think it's just very much about making people feel that you know really good about themselves and that they can walk into a room and look great and have the confidence to carry off what they're wearing if they're interested in fashion or or maybe not interested in fashion, but just really feel very confident about wherever they go, that they can actually make a little bit of an impact. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've seen you a, a number of events and I've, I've also seen your Instagram and, and the pictures of you modelling and stuff and, and you always look lovely. I mean, there was a picture that you put on your Instagram last week, you had an absolutely gorgeous dress on. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I guess for some of that, you're modelling for somebody else somebody else's clothing but what how would you describe your own style so if you were going out for a lunch with a friend you know how how are you dressing I suppose 
I don't stick to, I certainly don't stick to trends. I love fashion and I follow fashion, but I don't just buy something because I feel, oh, this is what is in fashion this week or last week. I think it's about what you feel good in. And I have certain designers that I like and I have certain styles that I like. But I think the most important thing is whenever you're buying clothes, make sure that, you know, you're buying it for yourself. You're not buying it because you think that's what you should be buying. So I think you should really feel comfortable in it. I like, I like a very modern classic look. So I tend to go for, um, I mean, the, the, I think I know the post that you're talking about. And that was actually for um, a dress by Rixo, which is really one of my favorite designers. They just do very easy printed dresses to wear, which at this time of year are just fantastic. Mm. Um, you literally throw them on and they feel great. And the other great thing I love about those is that they're really good for travel. So, you know, they roll up into a tiny ball, they don't crease and you can pop them into a case. So I really, I really love that style. But I also quite like just really, I like plain colours. So I like creams and neutral colours. In winter, I probably do buy too much black. I don't know. I think that's just because it's become a little bit of a fashion thing, but you know, black and it always looks quite trendy and quite smart. So I tend to go for plain things, and but I love I love prints and dresses rather like the one that you saw on Instagram last week, and I mix and match a lot of things. So I buy classic pieces that I can use and move around with all sorts of other things. So I've got um, I've got quite a good organised wardrobe, I think, and I'm, I'm, I am a stickler for sorting out my wardrobe. So I love my wardrobe to be really organised. It's colour coded. And, and then I know exactly where everything is. So just for for all the people that are listening around Yorkshire, where do you drop all your charity clothes off? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did go to the uh, Forget Me Not Trust last week in Lindley and take four bin liners. Lovely. That's the place to go then. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so you've got, um, you've been, for years, and this is something that I found out while I was Googling you, for years you've, You've been the director of the fashion show at the Great Yorkshire Show. Yes. Um, and, and I didn't know that there was a fashion show at the Great Yorkshire Show. I'm embarrassed to say. Yeah. Um, what are you, are you when you do a fashion show for an event like that? Is it rural kind of fashion? Is it outdoors fashion, or is it just an event that's part of the Great Yorkshire Show? No. Well, that particular event, um, which we ran right up until 2019 before lockdown. Uh, that was very much um, a showcase for Yorkshire fashion. So it could be anything from Yorkshire designers. Uh, then obviously, yes, we, in that particular event, we would include country wear because that's what people were there for. But it was always very much a showcase. So we would have independent companies who were based in Yorkshire. We would include colleges, universities with some of their Yorkshire degree students. And naturally, we would have a hint of sort of country and that sort of look. And we always had, um, well, since they opened in um, in Victoria Gate in Leeds, we always included John Lewis because they were incredibly supportive. And so we had a we had a real mix, but the whole the whole theme was Yorkshire. And different events, to be honest, have different themes. So it, that was a particularly super event to work on because because of the Yorkshire connection. But some other events I've worked on, so for example, we did for many years, we did um, a fantastic fashion dinner for the Prince's Trust, 
around different lovely Yorkshire locations. And we always actually brought a London designer up to really emulate a Yorkshire Fashion Week, uh, well, a London Fashion Week in Yorkshire. So that was also super. So every event's very different, really. It depends on the on the brief that I get and how we put it all together. But I think there is always so much more to putting a show together than, than people ever realise because it's not just the clothing, it's, you know, casting models, the production, sort of sound, lighting, choreography, mm. backstage teams, hair, makeup, model selections. So there is so much more involved and I think people are always quite surprised. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess it's like running any event. There's... There's a lot of pieces in pulling it all together to uh, yes. get it over the finish line. Yeah. It's always I, a relief when that first show goes out and you think, oh, you know, months of work and it's, that's it, it's all come together. Brilliant. I um, I also read that you've met royalty and I'm, I'm a massive royalist, so yeah. um, I'm intrigued to understand how that went. Yes, well, that was that was quite, um, quite nerve-wracking. Uh, but yes, like you, you know, quite proud that these um, events have happened and uh, yes I think probably the most surreal moment was um, that it was actually the Great Yorkshire Show when I was standing in the sheep ring with with our fashion show steward and a a group of models who had all been dressed by Yorkshire designers and the Yorkshire designers were with them and yes and uh, the Queen was actually walking towards us and it, it was quite a sort of I think everybody just took a deep breath but like anything, I suppose, it's just a bit like talking about confidence and things, isn't it? We just took deep breaths and then it, we just went into the flow and I had, did actually have a really wonderful conversation with the Queen. So that that was great. Aww. That was really memorable. And I have some great pictures of that as well. But it just, I suppose it was one of those moments where you just think, OK, go with it. Just don't plan anything because you never know how these things um are going to work and and yes yeah, several times we met Prince Charles and also fabulous very easy to chat to really super and it always amazes me how hard they all work because they're just so well briefed and they ask you all the questions so you know the fact that they're meeting so many people in one day and ask you all the right questions and it's it's incredible really how it's all put together and yeah so yeah quite proud moments yeah yeah definitely that's something to remember we're at that point in the podcast Bernadette where I'm going to ask you some questions about Yorkshire so probably going to be putting you on the spot here okay but I'll start off with the first one and it and I have got a selection of questions, but I think it would be wrong of me not to ask this question. But what is your favourite clothes shop in Yorkshire? <gasps> oh, gosh. And you, I don't want to put you on the spot in that you might have to fall out well, with today. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that is a difficult one. Um, I'm not trying to get out of this. But I do have so many independent retailers that I support. So I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to pick one of them because it would be really, really unfair because there are so many of them. And and I say that because I've worked personally with so many and I've bought from so many of them. So that I probably can't answer that as much as I'd love to. But I suppose if I have to choose a shop in Yorkshire that I love to go to meet friends for coffee, have a bite of lunch, buy a few bits and pieces, I'd probably say Harvey Nichols. Yeah, lovely choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's just got so much to offer, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always the go-to, isn't it? You know, um, we missed our days out, didn't we, in the last couple of years? And uh, so I think most of my friends that I've met up with in the last three or four months, it's always right. Let's meet for a let's meet for a coffee in Harvey Nichols and then see where it takes us. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm always on the lookout for events at Harvey Nichols and uh, me and a couple of friends went to one in February which was a a makeup event and they're just so nicely done. You know that if you're going to go to something there it's just going to be great. Exactly. Um, There's always always something you can buy, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So you live in Huddersfield as I do. What is your favourite town or city? Not Huddersfield. Harrogate. Harrogate. Yeah. And why do you choose Harrogate? Well, I suppose I've spent a lot of time working there over the years. I've spent probably, uh, yeah, I've spent years and years working on events in Harrogate. But before that, it's just a, ta- just a town I really enjoy going to. Um, I think it's got everything. It's small. It's got great bars, restaurants. I love Betty's, of course. Mm. And um, quite often, my husband and myself will just go and, you know, stay overnight in Harrogate and just have a, a really nice chill-out afternoon, a bit of shopping, nice dinner. And then um, we do have quite a lot of family who live in North Yorkshire, so it's a good good excuse to go off into North Yorkshire then for the day after. But whenever people come to stay with us, um, it's always a place that we take people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we do the full we do the full air, you know, we do the full tour here because we we live in between um, Huddersfield and Halifax. So my husband takes people on, you know, Happy Valley tours and yeah. <laughs> Shibden Hall and Last Tango and all of that. So, so all that's compulsory. But Harrogate's always my um, my go-to place. Yeah, lovely shops, restaurants, cafes. Yeah, uh, I always enjoy it. Yeah, good. And my final question is. Where is your favourite walk in Yorkshire? Oh, gosh. Uh, my favourite walk. <laughs> right, OK. Well, there are many, really. Um, I mean, locally, I do lots of, you know, walking through the woods and over the golf course and things. I I do quite like parts of the Coldedale Way because I was actually brought up in a small village on the outskirts of Halifax. Mm-hmm. So I do love that. And then I suppose, oh, well, actually, I, I'll mention this one because this was a great walk last week when I did the um, the fundraising for our gorgeous friend, the late Mandy. Oh, and yeah. we, we, we actually walked from Scarborough to Filey. And I have to say, I have never, ever done that before. And it was absolutely stunning. So if ever, I think, if people come to stay with us, um, then I think I would definitely take them on that walk. That, that was really beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. so um, it's an area I don't, we, it's never, Scarborough really is not an area, we, we go to Whitby, but that's not an area we go to very often. And I must say the beautiful coastline and the beaches and Caton Bay and all the lovely areas we pass, um, really super. So yes, I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah, good. Okay, well, listen, Bernadette, it has been absolutely lovely talking to you. Thanks so much for being a guest, and um, we'll catch up soon. Yes, I hope to see you at a few more Yorkshire Businesswomen events. Great stuff. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast, brought to you by Topic UK Magazine and Yorkshire Businesswoman Magazine.